Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Maybe this morning you feel like he doesn't love you. No, no, no. His love is eternal. He loves you. Doesn't matter if you walked away from God. Come on home this morning. So here you are. You're struggling with why questions. That's normal. Don't try to fool God. Be honest and open. Understand that. Go back to the truths of Scripture and realize that God knows the big picture of your life so you can trust Him to do what's best. Every human being has to deal with disappointment. It's an inevitable part of living. The challenge, it seems, is to find the proper response to that disappointment. John the Baptist sent a message to Jesus that seemed to show that John was doubting what he had heard about Jesus. Pastor Mark will be sharing Jesus' response to John's question and how it applies to our times of doubt. He will be teaching our need to begin doubting our doubts and putting our trust in God's Word. He will also be teaching about the difference between doubt and unbelief, and our need to avoid unbelief and let God handle our doubt. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues his message, The Cure for Doubt and Discouragement. knows how weak we are. Let's say this next one. And he remembers we are only dust. Would you just turn to your neighbor with a little smile this morning and say, I'm weak and I'm a little dusty, to be honest. Go ahead. Just tell Come on. Amen. What else you think you are but dust? When we were created, we were created out of what? Dust. When you die, what are you going to be? Dust. But then we get a new body. Hallelujah. Uh, we were out with some friends the other night at Cheddar's. Half the Calvary was there. And all these people are saying hi to us. And this big black waiter, young kid, came up to me and he went, Pastor Mark, you're 6'11 in heaven. I knew he'd been to church. That was a great thing. <laughs> you see, God knows exactly who we are. You don't have to try to like, well... God is, I have to be careful what I pray because God doesn't know what I'm thinking. (laughs) Come on now, get real. So it's okay. That's exactly what John the Baptist does. Are you real? It's okay to go to God and say, God, man, I'm frustrated. What's happening here? You can tell God you're confused. You can tell God you're discouraged. And you can ask him to help you with his doubts. Well, look what happens in verse 20. When the men, those two disciples from John the Baptist, come to Jesus, they say, John the Baptist sent us to you to ask, are you the one? Are you the Messiah to come? Or should we expect someone else 
At the very time that they come, look what happens. Jesus was curing many who had diseases, sicknesses, evil spirits, and gave sight to the many who were blind. So as they arrive, Jesus is in action. Now you're Jesus. You've just ministered to all these people. And here come two disciples. They come a long way. And, and they ask that question to Jesus. How is Jesus going to respond to that question? Look at me. Let me read you what, how he responds. So Jesus says to these two messengers, are you kidding me? Go back and tell that Finky guy, John the Baptist, I disown him. He's an idiot. What is wrong with him? I'm done with him. Of course I'm the Messiah. What's wrong with him? Is that the way your Bible reads? But that's the way you expect God to respond to you. But notice he's kind and what? Compassionate. That's not all how it reads. Sometimes that'd be how we would have responded. But look how Jesus really responds. I think it's fantastic. Look at verse 22. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive the sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Jesus answers John's questions by reminding him he was doing exactly what the Old Testament prophets had predicted the Messiah would do. Now, I want you to hold your finger right there in Luke, and let's go back to the Old Testament. I want you to see the prophecies in the Old Testament. Go right back to the book of Isaiah. You'll see it right on hand. There it is right there, a little more than halfway through the Old Testament. So keep your finger in Luke. Scoot back. It's very important that you have your Bible. It's very important that you look and see what's in the Bible. You see, what you're going to see was predicted thousands of years before Jesus came. The Bible is an absolute truth. We don't live by speculation. We live by revelation. That's why we study the Bible. And that's why you need to have your Bible open. Because our world is attacking it all the time. So when you see this, this is written thousand years before, look at Isaiah 35, 5 and 6. A picture kind of what would happen when the Messiah would come. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped? Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue will shout for joy. Now, go right to Isaiah 61. You're not far away. Just scoot up about 25 verses or so. Uh, chapters, Isaiah 61. This passage we're going to read is the very passage Jesus read when he was in the synagogue. It was a prediction of exactly what the Messiah would do. And when Jesus finished reading that, Jesus said this to the congregation. This has been fulfilled today. I am the Messiah. Now look at Isaiah 61.1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, what he's doing exactly then. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoner. Exactly what Jesus is doing. So what is Jesus saying to John? Step number two. Put God between us and our doubts 
and our disappointments. Jesus is saying to John, don't give up in that prison cell. Look up. The one who made me, the Messiah, you need to trust him. You need to put him between your doubts and you. Here's what that looks like for us this morning. Some of you are here and doubting all kinds of things in your life. Maybe you're angry at God. Maybe you're struggling. Well, take a look at this picture. Doubt. Now, on Facebook, I put this on Facebook. By the way, usually on a weekend, just before the weekend, Thursday, Friday, I'll put something so you know what's coming this weekend. So whether you want to come or not. (laughs) No. Because you never know where God will touch you, right? So you might think, man, Pastor Mark's going to teach you about doubting God. No, that's not what it means. Down on this person right here, that's you. That's me this morning. What have I put between my doubts and me? Is that good or is that good? No, that's great. I have to put God, and I'll show you how to do that, between my doubts. Because God is all-knowing. Now next, not only do I have doubts, but I have disappointments. Same thing, that disappointments always turns into discouragement. Here it is. See the person? What does he have between that mountain that he doesn't think he can ever mount? I'm too discouraged. It ain't going to happen. It's done. It's over with. God has failed me again. That's the second step. That's exactly what Jesus said to John the Baptist. Tell him I'm doing what God predicted I would be doing. I am the Messiah. Then Jesus kind of gives a little, we don't really know how to take it. It could be a little encouragement to John the Baptist. It is. But it could be a little correction to him. Notice what he says back to Luke, back to Luke, where your finger was, if you obeyed me. Chapter 7, verse 23. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Jesus said, John the Baptist, don't doubt, don't get frustrated, because I've not used my power as you expected to get you out of prison. Jesus says to John the Baptist, don't be stumbled about my will In my timing, I know what I'm doing. I'm here to establish an eternal kingdom. My kingdom is not of this world. John, relax. I'm in control. You see, sometimes we simply forget when we go through this that God's ways are not our ways. God's timing often is not our timing. So don't be surprised at that. And that's what Jesus is saying. Look, John, don't get stumbled. Don't get frustrated. Don't try to walk away. Don't allow the enemy to bring these kind of things into your mind. Blessed are those who are in difficult circumstances, and yet they still have faith in God. That's for you this morning. Blessed are those who are in difficult circumstances, and yet they still have faith in God. You say, well, Pastor Mark, how in the world do I put God between my doubts and my disappointments? Here's step number three. Write it down this morning. We doubt our doubts, and we trust our God and his word. Remember that what we think we become. 
If we start listening to Satan's lies, Satan had come to John the Baptist, obviously. And he began putting these kind of statements in there. Wow. Jesus' ministry is expanding. How are you doing? But see, John already knew when that was happening. What did John the Baptist earlier say? Jesus must increase and I must what? Decrease. But he's probably saying to God, I didn't think it would go that far. So Satan takes advantage of that. Satan knows how to come. He's been doing this for a long time. And he'll feed our minds with doubt. What we think we become. If we feed our minds with doubt, you will live in doubt. If you feed your mind discouraging thoughts, you will live discouraged. What renews our mind and allows us to think like God? The Bible. We have to be in the word. We have to have that quiet time. You must have it. That's what brings balance back to our world. Because Satan knows how to cause us to think wrongly. I'm going to throw these things up here. You don't need to write them down, but let's just talk about it for a moment. This morning, don't doubt the word. In the Garden of Eden, the very first thing Satan did, he came to Eve and said, Oh, God hasn't said that. Doubt the word. Satan loves to cause us to doubt the word, dilute the word, and deny the word. My friends, most of our, many, I won't say most, many of our churches around the world don't believe this anymore. They're speculating. I'm sorry. This is 100% true. That's what we teach here. If you're not comfortable with that, stay. You'll get comfortable with it. Don't doubt it. You'll get very comfortable with it. God, his word never returns void. Never. It's 100% true. Now, when you think about that, that's God's mind to us. So I have to be in that. Number two, don't doubt that God is for you. Pastor Mark, where'd you get that from? Well, that's just something I thought of. No, I got it from the Bible. Romans 8, God's for you. He's not against you. Just turn to your neighbor and say, God's for me. That's good news. Go ahead. Just remind him right now. Come on. That, that's what? That's good news. What will Satan say to you in this difficult time? Well, God's forgotten you. He, you knew he's always against you. You never do good enough. Sound familiar? It should. We've all been there. Number three, don't doubt that God hears and answers our prayers. Now, when we pray, we learned a few years ago because we had a different bracelet. When we pray, God answers three ways. Yes. How many like yes? Just raise your hand. Be truthful. That's exactly right. He answers no. But the longer you serve God, the no answers were better than the yes answers. Because look what he, you missed. See, God's a loving God. And here's the one that we struggle with. Wait. But what does waiting do? It builds my faith. Because his timing is always right. Don't doubt. As we have our prayer culture week, get yourself here. You say, well, I've never tried that before. Come on, get here and watch God change your life. Next, don't doubt that all things work together for good. That's from Romans 8. You see, God knows how to coordinate. He's above. He knows what he's doing. He knows the timing. He knows everything that's happening. He knows in your life. We have a snapshot of today at best. Tomorrow. Back in 1969, I started my first day as director of pharmacy at Wustoff. 
And I want to tell you the things that happened since that day till now, I could have never expected in my whole imagination. He had a picture. He's not done with me yet. In case you think I'm done, forget it. He has a picture in your life exactly the same. And we don't know it. We just go with it because he's for me. He's not against me. Next, never doubt his love. We sing a great song around here. His love never fails. It never gives up. Maybe this morning you feel like he doesn't love you. No, no, no. His love is eternal. He loves you. It doesn't matter if you walked away from God. Come on home this morning. So here you are. You're struggling with why questions. That's normal. Don't try to fool God. Be honest and open. Understand that. Go back to the truths of Scripture and realize that God knows the big picture of your life. So you can trust him to do what's best. Here's step number four. A little long. I'll give you time to write it. Trust God to do the right thing. And believe his overall plans will always exceed your expectation. You see, God knows what he's doing in your life. And you're going to see in a moment... That Jesus goes back and talks about John the Baptist's purpose in life. This is huge. Watch how we get there. So right after John the Baptist's disciples leave, Jesus is going to talk to the crowd. And he's going to kind of give a a glowing tribute to John the Baptist. I think it's interesting that the disciples leave. They're not going to hear this. It wasn't meant for John. It was Jesus talking about how amazing the ministry and the purpose of John the Baptist was to this crowd. We begin in verse 24. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Aha, yes. And I tell you more than a prophet. Let's review quickly. John the Baptist. Miracle birth. Zachariah and his wife. Older people could have never had kids. God supernaturally creates John the Baptist. He gives him a mission. A mission to be the forerunner of Jesus. He's kind of a funky guy. He lives in the deserts. He's kind of off-center to us, but he was right on. He lives in the deserts. I'll be there in a few days, out in that wilderness. He eats locusts and honey. He's got a beard. He wears weird clothes. He's got honey, doing all that stuff. So he doesn't fit the picture of the religious Righteous Pharisees. But it wasn't the funkiness of him that drew people to him. It was his message. And what was John the Baptist's message? Repent of your sins. They hadn't heard that from the religious people. Repent of your sins because the Messiah is coming to bring freedom forever to you. And what happened with the crowds? They come piling out. They didn't go to see a reed shaken. They didn't go to see somebody dressed up like a a real religious person. They came to hear the truth. And watch what Jesus says as he moves through this. It's very powerful, actually. 
And then he's saying to them, you came to hear a prophet, didn't you? Yes. Jewish people like prophets. That's what the whole Old Testament's about. He was somebody that, that God picked. The opportunity was there. He was faithful. But notice what it says in verse 27. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. So Jesus reminds the people in the Old Testament, the Old Testament prophet Malachi had said, John the Baptist is coming to make the way clear for the Messiah. Let me read it to you. Look, I'm sending my messenger. He will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to the temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you will look for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord God Almighty. Let me just say this to you. When John the Baptist was born, and as he began to grow, he knew his purpose in life. When Jesus came, and he began to grow, he knew his purpose in life. God has a purpose for every single one of you. His first purpose is for you to become a believer and then begin to become like him, lifelong. We'll never achieve it, but we go for it. And then he has a purpose for you to share the good news, to be light and salt, and then to make disciples. And then, of course, he has a purpose for you if his goal is for you to get married and have kids and all of those amazing things that we do in life. But God has a purpose for you. Let me say something to you this morning. Until you turn your life over to God, you will never find purpose and meaning. See, purpose and meaning only comes from God. You can't design your own life. You can try. It'll never work. The wisest man and the richest man in the whole world, Old Testament Solomon, he tried every road. It was a dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end. And basically he says this, life under the sun, in other words, life without God, is like blowing bubbles. I remember when I taught this series well. It's empty. And this morning at the end of the teaching, I'm going to give you an opportunity to start a relationship with God. That's where purpose comes from. See, as you flounder around in this world, you'll never find purpose without God. Impossible. But you can find it immediately. John the Baptist knew what he was to do. I know what I'm called to do. For many years, I was called as a director of pharmacy. I still worked in the church. I was an elder. I taught, whatever, all those things. Then God changed it. I love what I'm doing because that's what purpose God designed me for. I can't be anybody else. It's just who I am. It's not about me. It's about God. You have to get to that place. You have to get to that place. Because when you get to that place, understand, purpose and meaning of life and fulfillment, woo, it comes. And it doesn't really matter, even though sometimes I doubt and get discouraged. I know what the purpose of God is. It's good to hear the promises of God and how they can be used in our lives to quell doubts we might have about God's faithfulness and promises. We were told what the differences between doubt and unbelief are, and Pastor Mark warned us against the I-won't-believe attitude of unbelief. He shared the history of the Jewish leadership and many of the people of Jesus' time and how their attitude of unbelief doomed them. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. 
Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Next time, we'll be wrapping up this teaching. Pastor Mark will be sharing Jesus' words of reprimand to those that were listening. He will point out how Jesus warned his listeners not to have the unbelieving attitude of their ancestors, but to believe that he was the Messiah. Pastor Mark will be teaching about our need to trust not only God's love and mercy, but also his justice and his coming judgment. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.